powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, everyone, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we get into the episode, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, ABC Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z. The 100th episode took off like gangbusters, and I've been bombarded by folks who love the episode and have taken the wise words Ginger gave about the dangers of climate emergency to heart. If you haven't had a chance to check out Ginger's episode, I implore you to take a listen after this episode has concluded. I also want to thank Annabelle Guthers for her surprise appearance and for putting Interstellar on my work playlist. Folks, it's very, very catchy. So welcome to episode 101. We are joined today by a very special guest in the form of Dr. Kavita Desai. She is the founder of Revival, a brand that is focused on empowering women through brain health, while also focusing on improving mood, sleep, and overall well-being. This is a fantastic interview, and I hope my many female listeners will take heed to the words of Dr. Desai. Let's get her on out of here, folks. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome all the way from Barbados, the founder of Revival, Dr. Kavita Desai. Dr. Desai, welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather? How about you today? Uh, very nice, actually. We live in a fairly warm climate, so can't complain. So I start my interviews off with the same question. How has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic? You know, it started out, I think, probably the same as everyone else. Frightening. You know, it came on what felt like quickly. I think we saw the warning signs, but didn't realize how global it would become. But interestingly for our family, it forced us to slow down. So there were some silver linings in the process, I think. Suddenly we were having family meals every night, cooking at home a lot more together, you know, teaching our kids on a day-to-day basis as schools had, you know, closed down initially. Uh, it it actually forced us to f- spend a lot more family time together, which was rewarding, I think, long-term. And then um, it was also a time where my mom was quite ill at the time. She had, been, she had Alzheimer's and uh, she actually ended up passing away during COVID. So for me, that was quite eye-opening and I'm glad that my lifestyle was a little bit less busy, that maybe I was a bit more present towards the end for her. Fair enough. Every journey has a beginning. Where were you born and what was it like to grow up there? Uh, Brantford, Ontario, Canada, which is, if you're a hockey fan, where Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky from, that's right, yes. Mm-hmm. And apparently Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the telephone, spent some time there. So mm-hmm. it was small town, 
living, which was great for me. I had, you know, a great small circle of friends and we went to, you know, really nice schools that were very quaint, right? A uh, small city of 80,000 or so. I have never been to Brantford. Uh, it's on my list of things. Do they have like a giant, like the Rocky statue? Do they have a giant statue of Wayne Gretzky there? No, but there is a roadway named after him, the Wayne Gretzky Parkway, and mm -hmm. we obviously are hockey rank. There's a big sports complex that is now named right, after right. him as well. Yes. Right. Nice. So at what age did you decide you wanted to get into medicine? Right from the beginning, actually, both my parents were physicians. So I had originally started out as a meds keener. I thought for sure I'd go to medical school. Um, my dad was a big advocate of us doing you know, a stepping stone on the on route to medicine, if that was certainly our choice. And uh, so I went into pharmacy school and I ended up really enjoying it and ended up doing my doctorate in pharmacy instead. Um, for me, that was a better choice than now going on and doing several more years of medicine. And career-wise, it actually has worked out great. I've done a lot of numerous interesting things in my career that um, I'm grateful that I chose the path that I did. Nice. Do you have any favorite memories from Ohio Northern University, Rob College of Pharmacy? <laughs> Actually, it was the perfect place for me because going from Brantford to a small town in the middle of Ohio, it was it was nice. It was such a nice way to meet so many different people. I mean, I was in a different country and yet very similar to Canada, right? It wasn't that you know different. The whole experience was wonderful. I think doing my doctorate in the U.S. at that time was amazing because it was quite a bit more progressive than what PharmDs were doing in Canada at the time. So it, it has benefited my career long term for sure, doing my uh, doctorate down there. How long did it take you to get your doctorate? Uh, seven years, but we went through summers. So it was six years um, in total, but without breaks generally. Hmm. What were those early days working in the medical community like for you? Great. I actually started out in a teaching hospital in London, Ontario, which is a large um, center. And it was wonderful. I was, because of my favorite cardiology professor from Ohio Northern, um, I was on the cardiology team. And it was such a great transition for me because it was my favorite subject in university. And uh, it was nice to suddenly go from being a student to in charge of a team and on the floors. And we rounded with physicians and it was a wonderful experience to start. And then my my second position, which was within a year later, was actually the clinical coordinator of a teaching hospital department. So I got to take what I learned at that first hospital and apply it in my second job, which was an amazing experience. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, the passing of your mother. One of the cruelest of health afflictions, in my opinion, impacted you, your mother having early on-stage Alzheimer's, if I remember correctly. Yes. How challenging were those days for you? You know, it was it was sad and unfortunate, and I feel like this is probably how many people end up finding out their loved one has Alzheimer's. Um, in her case, her symptoms started in her early to mid 50s, I would say. We didn't know at the time that's what she had. It was mainly personality changes that we saw first, no cognitive decline that I noticed. I mean, I wasn't living with my parents anymore. Obviously, I had moved, moved out, but... Um, she just became a little grumpier than her normal self, you know, but again, that's menopausal years. We didn't, we just thought it was irritability, maybe depression. Um, and it wasn't until several years later that as it kept worsening and I, I just felt like she wasn't the same person that she was, that we ended up doing an MRI and her brain had atrophied or shrunk by 50% by that point. So I can only imagine that at that point at home, her function was probably severely diminished and it was heartbreaking. She was 
honestly my best friend i know a lot of us say that about our parents but she and i were the type that talked every day prior to her becoming quite ill it was devastating because it's a death sentence essentially we knew that this is it there's no coming back from this and she was predominantly a non well, non-smoker non-drinker predominantly vegetarian we we couldn't see where the correlation between the disease and this particular person came from which is frightening there was no family history or anything like that not in her family my grandmother my maternal grandmother had a little bit of cognitive decline but in her 80s like much later in life and not to this degree by any means yeah it was quite out of the blue sometimes i mean i, I i'm your doctor so obviously you know this is probably preaching to the choir but i have friends of mine you know you know work out every day eat right take very good care of themselves but it's like you know you could be walking on the street get hit by a bus you know do everything right there's no guarantee that tomorrow is you know guaranteed so that's, that's very sad. I'm very, very sorry to hear that. That Thank you. breaks my heart a little bit. So so at what point in your career did you decide to found your company? Now, pronounce it for me because I wanted to make sure I get that right as well. Revival. Revival. All right. I was yeah. trying Reveille and all that, but no, that doesn't sound right as well. <laughs> that is well. commonly how it is pronounced. Yes. <laughs> um, it was because I want women to revive themselves. And that's mm -hmm. kind of, and then the E-L-E on the end is to feminize it. It was after my mom's illness. I after she was diagnosed, which was officially in 2013, but by again, like I said, by then she was quite sick. Obviously, I became very concerned about my own long-term brain health. That of my kids, early onset especially, is known to have a pretty strong genetic component, although no guarantee, I guess, like in her case. Um, that gave me a great interest in brain health, Alzheimer's, which I began researching quite extensively. And then it wasn't until last year, COVID, to be honest, when she, after she passed away, it was almost like giving me the green light that I needed to do something about it, not just be interested in it. And in the years of doing research, you know, it's also become quite aware to me that women have a greater likelihood of developing dementia. And there's a strong likelihood that it's due to the hormonal changes that we go through during perimenopause. So Revival is not only, you know, I didn't found it just for brain health, but it was also just for disease prevention in women in general. I feel like we're very undereducated on what's going on in our bodies. We're told everything's normal, and that's actually not the case. A lot of these things that we go through during menopause are actually risk factors for long-term disease states, Alzheimer's being one of them. That's just one of the things that we're at risk for. I was a little later in the conversation we we're going to talk about that is, you know, you are doing research for brain health, neurologic mm -hmm. disease prevention, right. you know, and you are saying that these diseases predominantly, you know, can affect women more than men. Mm -hmm. My wife and I, when I told her you're going to come on the show and she said that dementia runs in her family and it gave us a moment of pause. I'm like, oh my God, I did not know that, you know, we've been married for 10 years. So tell my listeners more about the advances that you've been making. So I think again, you know, the Revival is geared towards women but i think we're all we all need to be afraid it's exponentially on the rise and like you said there's very few people nowadays that i speak to who haven't been touched by some form of dementia whether it's a family member immediate or not or a friend of a friend it's on national television now like there are major shows showing their characters developing Alzheimer's. And there's a reason for that, that it, it is on the rise. I think there are certain things we can't change now, whether that's gender, if you're female, there's nothing you can do about your long-term risk. If it's a genetic predisposition, there might be. Our genes are, don't have to be turned on. It's what we do in our lifestyle that determines whether a gene gets turned on or not. 
So there are things we can do to help prevent our risk that we should be doing, not only for Alzheimer's prevention, but just disease prevention in general. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Dr. Kavita Desai. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long, deep breaths. You know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Give a couple friends of my show your attention, and we will be right back. Welcome to Wine Chats with Bildo and Lindalyn. My name is Billy Milovanovich, a.k.a. Bildo. My name is Lindsay Kirkwood, also known as Lindalyn. And this is our offensively funny podcast about drinking wine and chatting life. Some of our previous topics include conspiracy theories. I know somebody that thinks the world's flat. What? Like a real person? Yes. Body ailments. I'm going to go from toes up because I have a lot. <laughs> no, seriously, you laugh, but I have so many this body ailments. This is what ailments. happens with age, guys. And I know. And orgasms. I'm a little bit frustrated and it just hasn't been happening. I, I'm trying, Henry's trying, we're all trying, but when orgasming is good, it's good. Basically, we talk about all the things that you would generally talk about over wine with your girlfriends. New episodes out each Monday. Chat, Chat soon. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own, with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. I want to be as high as these billionaires in space. Sell out the sky like these billionaires in space. Hi, this is Dominic Cannarella. I'm Eric McCoy. And I'm Max Meislish. We are Them Fantasies. Right now, you're listening to our brand new single, Billionaires. Billionaires is about how absurd it is that the mega-rich are going to space as if there's nothing left for them here on Earth. Nowhere else to go but up, right? You can listen to Billionaires now on all streaming platforms and be sure to check out our brand new music video on our YouTube channel. You can find us anywhere on social media at them underscore fantasies. Hi there, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And we're the hosts of My Drunk Movie Theater. Join us every week as we go through the silly things that we wind up getting up to at our jobs working at a local multiplex. We also talk about all the current events that are happening in the movie world that affect us and affect you as the viewers. Trisha? We also get off topic quite a bit and we'll ramble, so there's that too. Yeah, well, you know, alcohol does that to you. So hit the subscribe button. You can follow us, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, almost anywhere that your podcasts are available. Hi, it's Michelle Fabre, and you can hear my new single, Last Chance for Love, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other streaming platforms. Last chance for love, last chance for love. Can we make it? Just tell me so. Last chance for love, last chance for love.
Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello, everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 101 of The Derek Duvall Show. I'll never get used to saying that, 101. Wow. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the founder of Revival, Dr. Kavita Desai. How scary was it to branch out on your own after 13 years you know, running a hospital pharmacy? Pretty scary. I feel like in my younger years, I was quite an in-the-box thinker. I don't know, had you told me 10, 15 years ago that, oh, one day you'll be doing this. I don't know that I would have, <laughs> I would have <laughs> believed it, but I think the timing just for me was right. I think my mom's illness opened the door to me thinking beyond what I was comfortable doing. And I think the uncomfortable is what will make change. In a male dominated industry, how hard has it been for you as a woman to come, you know, accepted as an equal amongst your peers? Uh, very challenging. That job that I actually, I mentioned my, I was, you know, in my mid twenties when I took on that clinical coordinator position at that hospital. And I, I only stuck it out a year. It was a phenomenal experience. I feel like I did a, a great job. I was running the pharmacy and therapeutics committee, which is the committee that determines which medications make it onto the formulary within the hospital. And I was starting programs within the hospital, but I feel like not only my age, but probably my gender a little bit, I met with a lot of resistance and I feel like not very many of the staff actually wanted to hear what I had to say. And um, that continues a little bit to this date. I think I've developed a little bit of a thicker skin. It comes to the point where I think you have to just own what you know and and push through. And you know, if there are those that don't want to listen, that's okay. And those that do will. One last question about Alzheimer's and that is, in your opinion, why do you think it affects women more than men? Um, I think, as I mentioned, partly, I mean, there's statistics showing that, you know, we generally live a little bit longer. That could be partially the reason. I think it's also because of the changes that we go through menopause. A lot of those are risk factors for developing disease. So generally, as our hormones change, our sleep diminishes, which is known to be an Alzheimer's risk factor, poor sleep. We start developing a lot of inflammation in our body, our gut microbiome changes, which again, there's a gut brain connection. And that loss of that, again, is another risk factor for, you know, cognitive decline. Our stress levels go up. Women are known to have an increase in anxiety and depression as they enter their perimenopausal years, which again, is another risk factor for brain health diseases. So these are all things that I think are probably leading to, I, you know, not enough studies have been done on it, but are likely increasing the likelihood that women will develop. We had um, a couple of doctors on the show. Oh, this is going back a couple of months. And they were talking about uh, the correlation between gut health and, and good mental health and all that. That's right. So yeah, yeah. So that's very, very important what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So and I think it goes for everybody. These are all changes we all should be making um, in perimenopausal women, it's just harder because it's our body already fighting against us. So it, it just takes those extra few measures to make sure we're righting those wrongs. 
So I want to switch gears real quick, and this is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, this might be of interest to my listeners. You are a gifted singer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I caught a few of your songs on YouTube, and I hear rumors you might be cutting an album. Is, is that true? Yes, I am cutting an album. It, it was another silver lining. I have to say, I didn't even start singing until after my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It was uh, my effort to find some joy. I was feeling quite sad after she was diagnosed. And partially because I wanted to start doing things to stimulate my mind, um, you know, as we know, keeping our brain healthy and activated and learning new things is one of the ways to stave off um, cognitive decline. So painting and singing are the two things that I chose to start. I'm a science nerd. I've been doing that for so many years that I didn't even realize I knew how to sing or paint. Um, and all of a sudden in 2019, I was just watching TV one evening and a song came into my mind and I ended up recording it and I've written several more and I'm in the process of recording an album now. So that's my alter ego. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I yeah. have an alter ego too, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it's funny, you were talking about uh, cognitive decline. Uh, I never really was much into puzzles or word games. And then my my boss at my job I work at now turned me into Wordle, and now yeah, every day I, Wordle, I know every every day I'm like sitting there and I'm like you know ah, you know and I know one day my first word will be the you know be the word of the day and it's gonna be like <laughs> the best day in the world. But no, I, I do I do not miss a Wordle. I I really enjoy it. I do too. Yes, I'm very addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> has your word has your word been the first word yet? No, not yet. Second, very infrequently, sometimes third or fourth. Yeah, my family laughs at me, though, because I, I love languages. So I I tend to excel at that game, which uh, brings me a great deal of joy. <laughs> How many languages can you speak? Uh, I, two and a partial. So English, obviously. And then I speak in, in a dialect of Indian called Gujarati. Mm -hmm. And then I learned French all through high school. But sadly, you know, what you don't use, you lose. So uh, I, yeah, it's broken. very broken French now. <laughs> I grew up in Wales. I remember speaking beautiful Welsh. And then as you get older, you just don't use it. And Yes. You know, so yeah. So what's next for Dr. Desai? So we launch uh, Revival officially. Um, you know, we've been on social media. We've been providing a lot of education to a lot of women to date. Um, officially, we launch early next year. I'm actually developing a comprehensive supplement line for women that has everything I feel every woman should be taking to help reduce inflammation, better their sleep, you know, kind of help stabilize hormones and lower stress that day-to-day -day use and it's been blended down to into as few tablets and capsules as possible to make it easy for the busy woman to prioritize their health so that's early next year and i'm also in the middle of completing a book that again talks about a lot of women's health issues and some lifestyle changes that we can make to improve our own long-term health risk so that's coming out in in early 2023 as well well, when the book comes out, you come get a hold of us. And we'll have you back on the show to talk about it. Okay? I would love that. I would love awesome. that. All right. As we enter the final phase of this interview, I always like to ask one fun question. What sort of shows or music are you currently into? Shows? Oh, whatever I can catch on Netflix. In Barbados, it's hard. We don't get a lot of live uh, TV programming anymore. This Is Us was my favorite until it ended. And music? Oh, right now, I'm immersed in my own. So, <laughs> But whatever's on top 40, to be honest, I'm... Uh, I'm a top 40 listener. Nice, nice. So as we wind things down, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? 
Uh, you can either check out our website. It's uh, revival.com or you can catch us on Instagram at revival.inc. I am my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of Earth? I think we all need to take back our control of our own choices. I think we've delegated so much out to whether it to be corporations, to media, and I think we need to start be taking ownership of the choices we make, whether it's in our health, in how we impact the Earth, and what we do maybe for our neighbors, because I think those small changes make a big ripple effect to improve our our existence in the world. All right. Dr. Desai, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come on the show. I know it took a lot of stars to make this happen, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time, and I wish you nothing but the absolute best for your future. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 101. I want to thank Dr. Desai for taking the time to come on the show. I encourage everyone to check out Revival as soon as this episode ends. We'll be right back next week with another incredible interview from another extraordinary person. I've got lots of them saved, so it's exciting deciding which one comes right after another. Okay, a few housekeeping items before we close up shop. Have you had a chance to check out our store on TeePublic? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have a carefully curated collection of t-shirts put together by myself and Mrs. Duvall. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDuvallShirt.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on TeePublic. And, of course, we want to thank TeePublic for being such great partners. On behalf of the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, the colder months are starting to arrive, unless you live in Australia. Make sure if you have any old blankets that you are not using and they're in relatively you know, good condition, please donate them to a local homeless shelter. You'll be amazed at how much they need them in the coming months. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duval Show.